All right, people, what's going on? This is Thomas with the Thomas Cell Life Insurance Podcast here on episode number three. I'm just knocking these things out, man. It's just so easy to um, do podcasting. If you are a life insurance professional or maybe you are listening to this and you are very passionate about a topic, I highly, highly suggest that you consider starting your own podcast because it's just brain dead simple. But for this episode, we're going to be talking about beneficiaries. And in a nutshell, the beneficiary is the person who is going to receive the um, money from a life insurance policy when a claim is put in. I really need to do this in chronological order as far as how the life insurance um, contract works. But, you know, I just speak what comes to my head. Okay, Uh, I could go in a very formalized one, two, three manner, and I may do a whole podcast like that. But, you know, when something strikes your mind, you got to get up and start talking. So um, the the topic of beneficiaries just hit my mind this morning. So I decided to go ahead and just hit record. But basically on a life insurance application, they're going to ask you who you want the beneficiary to be. Now, the beneficiary can be. I can say it can be anybody because you want to have somebody who's going to be trustworthy and that's going to do what they need, what they need to do with the money because a life insurance contract is a contract. So whoever the beneficiary is, that's who's going to get the money. So you don't want to have some random Joe Blow because the family's going to get pissed off. Okay, so usually in my case, it's always going to be the wife, husband, um, who's usually the beneficiary, the children. Um, it's usually those two. I I haven't run across anybody yet who's put down a charitable organization as a beneficiary, but it's ideally a spouse or a child or a relative. Now, there's some other things you need, need to know. You got your primary beneficiary, and it can be as many people as you want it to be, long at long as it equals to a hundred percent. So all the money has to be divided up equally. Well, it doesn't have to be divided up equally, but it needs to equal 100% altogether. Then you have your contingent beneficiary. And a lot of people gloss over this, but you need to know, at least know what's on the application. Okay. The contingent beneficiary is a beneficiary that will step in in the event that the primary beneficiary dies before the insured person dies. So, for example, you have the husband. He's the one that the life insurance policy has been placed on. His wife is the primary beneficiary. But then he may decide, or him and the wife decide, to put their adult child as a contingent beneficiary. So, in a case, and look, this is going to sound horrible, but I got to give you good examples. So, let's just say, for example, that the husband and wife are in an accident and they both die at the same time. Well, he he's he just died. The primary beneficiary, the wife, she died. So now, when the death claim is put in um, to the insurance company, the contingent will now receive those benefits, and that would be the uh, adult child. So that's how the contingent beneficiary works. Um, a lot of my clients do not take the option, but I always offer it to them just in case. You know, usually they're going to put their wife and maybe their mother or some type of combination like that as the primary beneficiaries. But um, it's just a good option to know about your 
uh, beneficiaries, particularly the contingent. Also, look, man, life happens, okay? People grow apart, people divorce, people pass away, new children come on the scene. We got a lot of blended families. Whenever there is a huge life change in your, in your life, you got to update your, you, you're going to update your, your checking account information. You're going to update your mailing address. You're going to update a lot of things, but a lot of people fail to update their life insurance policy. Look, if you and your wife divorce, y'all had a life insurance policy. And I'm not speaking about with the, if the judge ordered him or her to keep the policy. I'm just talking about you guys divorced. The life insurance policy wasn't discussed. And now you've remarried. You got a whole new wife. You guys are loving each other. The, your marriage bliss. Everything's going great. But you forget to update the, the life insurance information. Okay. So now the husband passes away unexpectedly. And the new wife finds that he has a life insurance policy and she calls to put in a death claim. But lo and behold, the first wife is still listed as the beneficiary. What do you do now? If the if the ex-wife and, and the current wife are on good terms, then, you know, maybe they can talk and look, she can get the get a life insurance payout and, you know, help with the final expenses with the husband. But let's just say that the ex-wife and the new wife are not on good terms. She's going to be pissed off because the ex-wife knew, let's say the ex-wife knew about the the um, the, the um, life insurance policy. She's going to want to go ahead and cash that sucker in. And the, the new wife is pro probably not going to get a dime of that policy. So situations like that can be avoid it when you update your beneficiaries on file. Um, and also it happens the other way around that the husband does remarry and he does change the um, life insurance information and the new wife is now the beneficiary. He, he passes away, but he has children with the previous wife. And now the new wife got the money and the kids are pissed off because you got our dad's money. So men, <laughs> <laughs> make certain that you got your information up to date because you don't want to you don't want to leave a mess behind because it's going to be a mess. I've I haven't experienced that in in particular. I have experienced um cuz I'm also a notary. I have experienced that a little bit when it comes to property after a death and there are some family disagreements. I have experienced a little bit how family can get heated when there's when there's a death in the family, bro. You know, things happen. You know, people could change when there's property involved and possessions involved. People could change. And you want to have all that stuff really taken care of before you um, before you go. Now, as I said, I try to keep these shows exciting. I'm talking about life insurance and life insurance. It can be boring. So I try to keep it exciting. I give you some real stories to um, add some context to what I'm saying. But I got to get nerdy again with you. Now this, because you need to know this, just in case, because you got people that might check things off an application you didn't know about. Now you got two types of beneficiaries. We where we talked about the um, contingent and, and the primary, but there's also a class called revocable beneficiary, and there's the irrevocable beneficiary. So this is what you need to know. 
99% of your life insurance policies will be revocable beneficiary. That just means that the person who owns the policy, which I have to talk about again on another podcast, the person who owns the policy has the right to change the beneficiary anytime they want to without the consent of the name beneficiary. So that means that the husband gets remarried, he has a new wife, he doesn't have to tell the first wife that he took her name off the life insurance, life insurance policy because he owns it. She will probably be thinking she's good to go and he changed the name because it's a revocable beneficiary. That's pretty standard. The second one is the irrevocable beneficiary. And that is when the owner of the life insurance policy cannot change the name of the beneficiary without the consent of the original beneficiary. Now, this, I advise you to think very closely, think very seriously before you think about an irrevocable beneficiary, because that means you may have somebody written down as a beneficiary that you may fall out with, you don't have a good feeling about anymore, and you can't change them because they have to consent to it. So a lot of people do not, um, that I've run across, do not use that option, but it's good to know. It's good to know that option because I'm telling you that beneficiary would get you tied up. So a lot of people, a lot of people gloss over the beneficiary on the life insurance policy. And it's probably one of the most important things because it's a contract and the insurance company, you know, all they're going to do is say, Hey, you're the beneficiary. Here's a check. They're not, they don't want to hear about, she's not a good woman. He's not a good woman. My dad or my mom didn't mean for him or her to get the money. They don't, they don't care about that. That's not their job. Their job is to uphold the end of the bargain. Remember, one of my foundational statements in my first episode was life insurance is cash when you need it the most. Those um, insurance companies are going to cut the check, which you're going to cash, and that's all. And, and their job is done. They're not there to decide the hearts of man and the, the, the worthiness of the person who's the beneficiary. All they care about is if they're over 18 and they're alive. That's it. And can we find them? That's all they're going to care about. They don't care about nothing else. Um, now, if it's a underage child, then they're probably they're not going to get the money to an age child. Underage child, they're going to need to. Um, there's a whole other process about that when it's underage children, but they're usually going to want somebody's court appointed to serve as a, a guardianship until they're of, of age. Uh, I'd do another podcast about that, but the beneficiary will get the money whether you like that person or not. So you might as well name somebody who's going to do right and who the family is not going to, you know, look crazy at. But so I had to say on the beneficiaries, man, it, it, it needed a, a discussion to itself. And I really, really wanted to highlight that early on because uh, people too quickly gloss over that. Another thing I would say is to let the beneficiary, whoever you choose as your beneficiary in the beginning, let them know. It, a lot, there's a lot of life insurance policies that go unclaimed because the, when the person died, the, the family didn't know that there was a life insurance policy. And number two, um, the beneficiary wasn't even notified. So you can, you can be paying on life insurance policy for 30 years. And when you pass away, because you didn't tell nobody, it's unclaimed money. You know, the, <laughs> The life insurance company just they, they keep the money because eventually, you know, the policy, depending on what type what type of policy it is, is it, is it going to collapse on itself or, you know, it's just going to keep going on and it's just going to eat itself up. So 
definitely let somebody know that they are the beneficiary to a life insurance policy. Um, and if possible, let them, well, if you give somebody a policy number, they can't really make any changes to it unless they're the owner of the policy. So, you know, knowing somebody's policy number is one thing, but, you know, unless they're the owner and they can answer some questions, they can't really do too much to it. Like talking about. So, but I'll be careful with throwing that number, throwing that policy number out to people anyway, unless, unless it's the people they need to know. But that's all I have to say today for this episode. Beneficiaries, it's important. Don't be willy-nilly on who you're going to name it. If something changes with the beneficiary, they died, you divorce, they proven to be an untrustworthy person, whatever the case is, you need to go ahead and call the life insurance company and make the change. Now, last thing, you cannot just call the life insurance company and say, hey, man, I want to change the beneficiary. And the customer service rep say, okay, ma'am or sir, who you want to name as a new beneficiary? It doesn't work like that. It's a contract, guys. They have to. It, ha it has to be on paper. They're gonna want you. They're gonna. They're gonna probably send you to the website. You're gonna download a beneficiary um, change form, or they're gonna mail you one, and you have to fill it out with the policy number, your name, all that information. It has to be filled out, and it's gonna become part of your um, life insurance policy. Um, now, I don't know if they're gonna issue you out a new policy updated with a new beneficiary. I don't, I'm not certain about that right now, but I do know that anytime, anytime a change is made to your life insurance policy, it is added to the policy. Uh, Cause whenever you fill out, whenever you fill out an application for a life insurance, when you get your policy, the actual app, the actual application, a copy of it is attached to the original, to the um, policy. Just a little lanyard for you. You know, I'm in Louisiana. Lanyard is another word for extra, a little something extra for you. So, I'm about to shut this baby down. I'm right around 14 minutes long. I try to keep this thing under 30. Really, if I keep it under 15, I'm winning because, look, you got things to do. I got things to do, like come up with some new podcasts and go sell some more life insurance. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. And don't be nilly-willy or willy-nilly with your beneficiaries.